everyone, welcome back to another episode of... Should I redo that? <laughs> no, that was intentional. How dare you? <laughs> I don't know what you said. Well, I want... But I'm to... assuming it's that you said explain it slowly. <laughs> it's related to our topic. What's our topic? <laughs> I definitely don't know what you our just said. Our topic is soap and I wanted to make it bubbly. <laughs> is that how you make bubbly speech? <laughs> Okay. That's my best attempt. Tell Sorry. me about soap then. So, yeah, I was watching a video on YouTube, um, and it was uh, by Niall Red, uh, and he made soap out of poop. The chicken guy. The chicken guy, yeah. Lynn I, knows him by... Uh, the chicken guy. As the chicken guy, because he takes chicken, or he took chicken, and he put it in a solution, and then there was no more chicken. Yeah, it dissolved the chicken. It was yeah. crazy. Uh, hooray for acids. Um... But yeah, he he did another YouTube short thing, uh, and he made soap from poop, uh, which is just what as kind disgust- of poop like animal poop, human poop, his own poop. We do not ask. I'm assuming he's probably using his own poop, right? Because who's who's else's poop? Is Let's he- just say the fragrance is not something you could sell. <laughs> but it 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 did the job as soap. He made poop soap. Uh, he made soap poop uh, fragrance. Yeah. Poop flavor. Essence de poop. <laughs> uh, so, like, I that got me not curious about the poop part, but curious about the salt part. So You're going to turn your poop into salt? No! <laughs> Why are we stuck on this? Because I'm stupid. Okay, glad, glad we found a consensus. Um, but, yeah, I thought the general process like you probably seen at like night markets and farmers markets and all that a whole bunch of people selling soap and you're like damn that's fancy uh i must have have a like an inadequacy of not being able to make soap because it's easy to make it's very easy to make so let, let's go through that process first you start with an oil like olive oil uh, any oil work any oil work any asterisk any uh Plant or animal-based oil will work. Don't go using motor oil. Okay. May not work. Okay. Um, But if you use a... a, Like stuff you have around the house. Yeah, an organic food oil, food grade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's just go food grade. I don't know enough details to say if anything else will work. Uh, But if it's food grade, um, you take that, uh, and then you put a solution of drain cleaner in it. And by drain cleaner, I mean sodium hydroxide. Um, specific, like pure sodium hydroxide. Don't go fancy with other drain cleaners. Um, and this will do something called saponification, uh, which turns it into savon, soap. So, also the name of our turtle. Also the name of our turtle, because he looks like a bar of soap. No, um, because he was dirty and I was like, he needs a bath. Yeah, but we did so not use soap. So let's name him soap. <laughs> Okay. Um, I thought it was for different reasons, but now I know the truth. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that will like start the process of making soap. Now to speed it up, is you want sodium hydroxide easy to buy? Yes, okay. it's drink like no no name brand drain cleaner is sodium hydroxide. Okay. Um, it's also like one of the first chemicals you come into contact in like a school chemistry lab. Um. And along with hydrochloric acid, which is muriatic acid, which you can get at Home Depot in the pool supply section, uh, you have your basic, like, chemistry stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, 
this like process can be uh, greatly accelerated by taking a hand mixer, kind of like those pureeers that they put in soups mm-hmm. to like puree the the I don't know um, squash or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you take one of those and you just stick it in in your solution, uh, and you go, and that will mix it up to the point where uh, you will get a very soapy solution. Uh, this soapy solution, you can then go ahead and pour it into a mold, um, and you let it dry, basically, and that turns into soap. How do you bind layers of soap together? Because when people do fancy soap, there's, uh, they, you don't, because when you pour soap, you gotta let it set before you pour the next layer. How do you bind them? I assume it would just stick. Uh, or you can go with the marble cake method. Where if I you've think, ever made I think marble you can cake, do, you can use hydrogen peroxide. Like you can just spray some of that on. I didn't know that. And then it it will somehow adhere. Interesting. Thanks I watch sharing. a lot of soap video online. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I watch a lot of soap cutting videos. Where they go on with the YouTube. cheese wire and cut it. Yeah, or they cut it with a knife or whatever. Yeah, some next level ASMR weirdness. Or one of those weirdness. crinkle carrot cutter. But yeah. I never actually watched them make the the whole soap. I just like watching soap being cut. It's always so satisfying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's like a very s- stupidly simple process. Uh, and you might be wondering why whenever you watch anime, any like reincarnated isekai kind of anime, why they're like, I'm going to invent soap because this very civilized area that I'm in did not have it yet. Uh, and that turns out to be, like, kind of conceited of us, uh, not, like, modern novelists to think that, uh, a medieval civilization wouldn't have soap. Because it turns out we had soap since, like, 2000 years BCE. Like, we had soap for a long time. Uh, so, like, we figured that, that stuff out a long time ago. Um, and, like, we basically nailed down the process very early on for, like, bar soap. Um, but you might be wondering, like, nowadays we have more than just bar soap, right? You got bar soap, and then you got the squeezy soap, you got foam soap, you got plenty of soaps. Uh, and it turns out that all of these are just variations of the same thing. In fact, lubricants are also soap. If you eat Smarties, you've eaten soap. Smarties? The candy? The candy, yeah. There's soap in there. There's soap in there, but not the same kind of soap. Uh, and it comes down to the fact that soap is a salt. And this is another weird thing where it's like, hey, I thought salt is that thing that makes food salty. Uh, well, it turns out that salt is any uh, ionic compound with a metal and a non-like metal. Uh, and that's one of the, the other like mind-blown things that you learn in chemistry. Uh, and it turns out soap is a type of salt. Uh, namely, one between a fatty acid uh, and a metal. Uh, so the the bar soap that we're used to, that's made of so- sodium. So you have sodium as that metal ion. Uh, and then the fatty acid component that dangles, uh, that is like the same. Be- or it's different based on the, the original oil that you use. Like if you use olive oil or coconut oil or yada, 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 you're going to get different uh, zigzags of fatty acids and if you ever looked at a fatty acid in a chemistry book it basically has like a head and then it's like a a squiggly zigzag of uh, carbon and hydrogen um elements that are kind of attached to that 
Um, and yeah, if you have sodium at the head of that, that makes bar soap, basically. If you have potassium at the head of that, that will go ahead and make liquid soap, because it turns out the potassium prevents it from, like, solidifying entirely, and it stays more or less liquid. Um, and that's actually the hint as far as, like, how long, how far ago we've kind of come up with salt. Uh, it kind of goes back to when we were first figuring out how like fertilizers worked um to the point of we took ash and we put it in a pan and you put water and you boil that away and you get something called potash or potassium as we now call it but potash was literally like the stuff that you put in a pan from after you burned a bunch of stuff you just put that in a pan you put water you boil that and you have potash um and if you add that to an oil compound, namely like animal fat, if you cook that and render it down into a liquid and put potash into that, well, now you've made like the very foundations, like the very original soap um, that took, takes like zero effort in terms of uh, fancy equipment to make or uh, pre-processed ingredients. Like you have everything you, you had everything you needed way before we had industrialization is the point. So um, yeah, that's kind of the genius of salt. Uh, and I was getting to how, like, there's salt in Smarties. And you might, that might be, like, a very surprising thing. Uh, well, it turns out there's a very specific type of salt, uh, in Smarties. That is one based on calcium. Uh, so instead of using sodium or potassium, if you can use another metal, and people might not think of calcium as a metal, it's like, hey, that's what our bones are made out of. Uh, but that it's, it's a metal according to the periodic table. Um, and that's because it behaves like a metal. It has a positive ionic like response, uh, when you have it be a part of a salt. Um, and, uh, when you use pot calcium, there's a specific type of, um, of, uh, fatty acid that you can attach to that. Uh, and you get calcium stearate, stearate. I don't know how to say that. Calcium stearate. It's the best I got. Uh, and yeah, that that type of soap, because it, it matches the exact same configuration as everything else we've seen. Um, if you powder it, it will act as like an anti-caking agent, which is used when you want to make Smarties. Because it is food safe, like we use it for that. What's anti-caking mean? Anti-caking means, um, so you've probably had a... Uh, a uh, salt shaker at home, right? Uh, and then eventually all the salt in the salt shaker just like solidifies and then you can't get salt out of it. And then it, it yeah, it's not that together, it sweats, right? but the humidity in the air is enough to get the salt to kind of start fusing with itself. Um, so you might have put rice in the salt shaker and that kind of prevents the salt from sticking. Um, and the reason why rice works is because rice has a bunch of starch on it and the starches will coat all the individual grains of salt to prevent them from like melting into each other or dissolving into each other, I should say. They don't really melt. Um, so that's what an anti-caking agent is. We've, we have a lot of them nowadays. Uh, whenever you buy sugar, like confectionery sugar that has starch in it to prevent all the sugars from just like becoming one thing again and stays nice and powdery. Um, and the same thing is for Smarties, except instead of starch, they're using calcium stearate. Stary, just say stary. Oh, stary, derp. 
I'm pronouncing every letter because English provided me with those letters <laughs> and then stabbed me in the back because steroids. Sure, that sounds fine. I'm going with that from now on. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's used to code it. Um, but it's also used in things like crayons. So that waxiness that you have in like crayons and pencils, that's the same thing, basically. Um, and yeah, it's salts. It turns out if you use other metals, uh, you can get like lubricants for engines and stuff like that. Because salts, like it, it has that lubricating properties. You might've seen someone say, Hey, if your zipper is not working, go ahead and take a bar of soap. And like rub it on the zipper, and then now the zipper glides very well, and that's because it lubricates um, by making like these fine candle wax, exactly anything waxy, exactly. Uh, And that waxiness is basically the soapiness of it. Um, I guess the last thing that we can talk about regarding soap is how it works. Like, why does soap do soapy things? Like, why is it good for cleaning? Uh, And that's because uh, because it is a salt, because you have these two ionic compounds, uh, it is very interested in disrupting other lipids. Uh, so namely, if you have an oil standing around, it's going to be like, hey, oil, I really like you. Uh, and then you're going to get a whole bunch of these salt uh, compounds, which you dissolved in water by like rubbing them in water and building up suds. Uh, you basically created a solution that really wants to trap other oils and other lipids. Uh, and it will kind of make these little cellular membranes around them uh, and help them dissolve in water and emulsify so that way it can be carried away. Um, so that's why if you have like oil on your fingers after you, or you want to clean uh, your stove after you fried something, like soap works amazing. It just gets rid of it in one go. Um, it's also great for uh, sanitizing things because... Turns out bacteria and other living organisms, they all have lipid outer walls. And soaps do an excellent job at dissolving those lipid outer walls uh, to the point where the cells kind of just pop. Um, and yeah, you, you, can, you can make things safe. That said, don't, don't wash chicken in the, in the sink with soap. That's a bad idea. Yeah. Just because some soaps are food safe doesn't mean all soaps are food safe. Uh, and they can they can upset your stomach. Uh, so don't wash food with soap. Um, that's just generally a good idea. Uh, but also don't wash chicken in your sink because turns out you get your whole sink full of microbes. That is not great. Just cook the chicken. Mm-hmm. Cooking also kills microbes very effectively. Cool. I have nothing to say. <laughs> So, I guess, thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Have a soapy time.